You're listening to Rhema for Today. You, you see this, this anointing then, this healing virtue and healing power, we, we, we can see from the two references we've already given that it worked on an individual basis or it worked on a collective basis. Here were a whole group that sought to touch him. Isn't that right? Other cases, just one person, just a woman with the issue of blood. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, A Fresh Anointing, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, while we're at it, we might turn back to Matthew for just a moment. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew, the 14th chapter. And let's notice uh, verses uh, 35 and 36, because this does not have to do with an individual, but it has to do with uh, a number of people. But it's the same principle. Now, he says... uh, the 34th verse, 35th and 36th verse, 14th chapter Matthew. When they were gone over, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him. Now, you know, that's very important. That statement had knowledge of him. All right. Had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. So it must have been a multitude of them, mustn't it? I said, mustn't it? And they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Now, I want you to notice something about this. When they were gone over, that's over the Sea of Galilee, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him. Notice the knowledge of him came first. Did you get that? Now, notice something else. Just hold that for a minute and go back now to Mark 5 about that woman with the issue of blood there, 25th verse, there's a certain woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, who had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all of her living, was nothing better, but rather grew worse when she heard of Jesus. See, you gain knowledge by hearing. So when they had knowledge of him, how did they gain knowledge of him? How did this woman with the issue of blood gain knowledge of him? Somebody told her. What did they tell her? do you suppose? He's anointed because he he preached he is anointed. See, Jesus said to me one time when he appeared, well, in that first vision way back 1950, September the 2nd, 1950 in Rockwall, Texas, uh, he took me to this fourth chapter of Luke and see, he went into the synagogue here on the Sabbath day in Nazareth. He had not preached there before. That's his home. See, he had just returned after being baptized, but the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost coming and anointed with the Spirit of God, and he returned, you see, into his country now. And so he said, uh, uh, he said, I, I, I read from the book of Isaiah, 
Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to do all these things among them is healed. We're just singing that one out today. Then when I'd finished reading, I closed the book, and you can read here, it said he sat down and taught the people. He said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, I'm anointed, as this scripture says. He said to me, I, I didn't just preach that in Nazareth. He said, that was the first sermon I preached everywhere I went. That's the first, wherever I went, that's the first thing I did was read from the, see, the only Bible they had was the Old Testament. We've got both of them, thank God. And he said, that's the first thing I did was to tell people, preach to them, you see, take his text from Isaiah and, and tell them, this is fulfilled in your hearing, in your ears or your hearing. I'm anointed. Well, he said, now those folks that would believe it would receive healing and those that didn't, didn't. See, we just got the imagination that everybody always received, but, but you see, uh, they didn't accept it here at Nazareth, so they didn't receive healing. See, it said concerning his minister here, he could there do no mighty work. He laid his hands on a few, very few sick people and healed them because they wouldn't believe it, see? So, what was the knowledge, do you suppose, these people here in Genesaret, what is the knowledge that they, they had knowledge? It had to be concerning him, didn't it? I said the knowledge they came into had to be concerning him, Jesus, because it said when they had knowledge of him, when they had knowledge of him, when they had knowledge of him, isn't that what it said? When they had knowledge of him. Well, what knowledge would they have of him? Must have been the same that he's sharing with them elsewhere because like I said in the vision, he told me. Now, now this woman with the issue of blood, when she had heard of Jesus, what did she hear of Jesus? Wonder what somebody told her about him. Well, they couldn't have told her that he died for their sins because he hadn't done that yet. Could they? I said, could they? Amen. No, no. Wonder what they told her. They must have told him what they heard preached. They must have told her what they heard him say. What did they hear him say? He said the same thing he did there at Nazareth. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Well, now you see, it makes all the difference in the world then to whether folks believe it or not. And so, when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out to all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. So you know there'd be a crowd of them, wouldn't they? And, and besought him. Now these folks that were diseased because they told them then, they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. This was the diseased people, the sick people that wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Now it doesn't say anything went out of him, but you know it did, didn't it? Because of what they had heard. Well, now let's turn back again. We're right there in the fourth chapter of Luke. Why don't we turn back to the 6th chapter of Luke for just a moment. Turn back to the 6th chapter of Luke. And let's notice the 17th through the 19th verses. You, you see this, this anointing then, this healing virtue and healing power, we, we, we can see from the two references we've already given that it worked on an individual basis or it worked on a collective basis. Here were a whole group that sought to touch him. Isn't that right? In other cases, just one person, just a woman with the issue of blood. Now, let's notice here Luke, the 6th chapter, the 17th through the 19th verse. And he came down with them 
and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people. A great multitude of people. Out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him, well, there we are again. The woman with issue of blood, when she had heard of Jesus, these came to hear him. This, this multitude over there in the country of, the, of Genesaret, when the men had knowledge of him, that's the way you gain knowledge is by hearing, isn't it? They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Now you see, a lot of times, as you read the four Gospels, it'll tell you about a crowd or a multitude that came and were healed, and it doesn't say by what method or how. It just says they were healed and lets you go with that. But here it goes into some detail, Luke does. I think one reason that Luke would, Luke was a doctor, you know, himself. And so he would be a little bit more interested in some of these things. It's interesting, you remember uh, about Jesus going into Peter's house, you know, and his mother-in-law was sick with a fever. All the other writers, you know, actually, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record that. John doesn't. Matthew, Mark, and Luke seem to all record practically the same healing. See, now like the woman with the issue of blood, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record it. John doesn't. John does record a number of healings, but most all he records, the other three didn't record. Didn't say anything about. Like a nobleman's son, the pool of Bethesda, the blind man in the ninth chapter of John where Jesus spit on the ground and made clay the spittle. The other, other, other three writers don't mention one of those, see? And... Uh, it's interesting, though, that both Matthew and Mark and Luke mentioned about Peter's mother-in-law, and, and Matthew and Mark just said, you know, she was sick of a fever. Uh, but Luke, being a physician, said she's sick of a great fever. <laughs> you see, and if you study medical science, if you know anything about that, at that particular time in history, while well, they, they divided uh, fever into uh, Two categories. They didn't know, you know, as much as folks know today, of course, <laughs> not anything. And uh, they called it lesser and greater. So, uh, Luke, being a physician, would say some things and would make some observation naturally that no one else would, because he'd be more interested in it. So, notice what he said. Notice that the other writers do say some very similar things as this about people being healed and just leaves it, and they were healed, just leaves it. But now, Peter said, or Luke says, in the 19th verse, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. The whole multitude sought to touch him. Now why? For there went, again, the King James said, virtue out of him and healed them all. The, in other words, there went power out of him. How God anointed Jesus and as the Holy Ghost and power. Or there went an anointing out of him and healed them all. But notice that they had to hear first. They came to hear him and to be healed. They didn't just come to be healed. They came to hear. I found out usually when you get people to hear, it's very simple to get them healed. But the biggest job is getting people to hear. See, a lot of times they think they're hearing. You know, they didn't because I've had people to say, well, now, just like Brother Hagin said, and they went ahead and supposedly quoted me, and I, I said, well, I didn't say that. Well, what did you say then? And then I told them, and they said, well, I really understood that you said this. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagen and Pastor Hagen and the rest of the Hagen family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's three CD series called A Fresh Anointing. Next is Kenneth Hagen's book, Jesus' Name Above All Names. And finally, Lynette Hagen's slimline book entitled, It's Your Time to Shine. All three resources are for the special price of $23.95. That's $14.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. If you're interested in Rama Bible College, we've got a a Rama College weekend That's coming right. up here on October the 19th through the 21st. That's Friday through Sunday. Yes. You get to attend three different classes. Mm-hmm. You get to talk with the dean and instructors. There's a Friday night fun, fun. night and night of worship. Yes. And then a lunching on Friday. And there's also information on housing That's and right. jobs. And then attend a uh, RBT, Brave Bible Church, Sunday morning service. That's right. So, hey, if you're interested, <coughs> go go online to rbtc.org and give you all the information. You can even sign up there. So, yes. So, if you're interested in coming to Rainbow Bible College. Yes. Tomorrow on Rainbow for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rainbow for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.